Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nix. Today's episode is going to be about the four benefits, and this is only four. There's fucking shitloads out there, but I've just kind of compacted four benefits of stepping outside of your comfort zone. The reason that I really want to talk about this is I have actually encountered quite a few people lately that are really struggling internally to step outside their comfort zone. So I want to dive deep into this. I think it's an interesting space to understand because then it can stop working against us and start fucking working for us. If we stay inside our comfort zone, like literally, absolutely nothing will fucking change. We won't grow. We're not going to be challenged. We become complacent. And because of that, This could lead to unhappiness, negative outlook on life, which honestly, and I'm just going to be straight up the guts here, makes you absolutely unfucking bearable to be around. And you don't want that. You want people to enjoy your company and things like this. But because you have become so compacted with having a negative outlook on life because you're just not growing, you're not getting out there, you're not putting yourself out there, you're not showing up. People won't want to be around that. And I don't want that for you. The other thing that this could lead to is obviously you could become very depressed. Let's look at the comfort zone as being a comfortable bed. I don't know about your guys' beds, but my fucking bed is the most comfortable slice of heaven on earth I've got winter sheets which just honestly they embrace me with their tenderness every time I fucking climb into bed oh my god I love it they're so warm they're snuggly they're cuddly I've got a duck feather duvet which is like every time I pull that over me I'm just layering myself with fucking clouds I absolutely love my bed. I wake up in the morning and I'm fucking daydreaming about (laughs) going to bed. For example, for the purpose of this podcast, let's just say that I stayed in my bed every fucking day. Obviously, like I said before, my bed is representing the comfort zone, but let's for a moment pretend that I stayed in my comfort zone or my bed every single day, what would happen? First of all, we'll look at the pros. I'd be comfortable as fuck. I wouldn't have to do dishes because I wouldn't have to get out of my bed. I wouldn't have to do washing. And I don't know about you, but we got five fucking kids, bro. That washing machine is just pumping the poor fucking thing. We wouldn't have to work. Uh, I wouldn't have to get dressed because I wouldn't have to get out of bed. So what the fuck would I get dressed for? I wouldn't even have to shower. Honestly, some days I can't even be fucked washing my own fucking flaps. Seriously. So if I stayed in my comfort zone, if I stayed in my bed, I wouldn't even have to fucking do that. Be great. I could watch TV all day long. And lately I've become a fucking fiend for kitchen nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. Oh my God, he is 
fucking outrageous and I love it. I wouldn't have to socialise, which means I wouldn't have to fucking get up, get dressed, get in my car, go to the cafe, socialise, ha, 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 and then come all the way home. I wouldn't have to do that because I'd be in bed all day living my fucking life. I wouldn't have to do school drop-offs or pickups. And to be honest, I'd probably do a fuckload of online shopping. So I'd have like packages turning up like fucking Santa was at my doorstep every day. Knowing me, I would order takeaways every day. I'd fucking order pizzas. I'd order chicken. I'd order Chinese. I'd fucking go crazy. And on that note, I wouldn't have to do cooking. Sounds great, right? Well, let's have a look at the cons. If I stayed in my bed every day, if I stayed in my comfort zone every day, my house would be a fucking tip. It would be absolutely fucking disgusting. There'd be no housework done. Because I'm not working, we'd have no money. How the fuck am I going to buy shit online? I'd have no fucking money. How the hell am I going to lay in bed when the bills aren't paid? And because the bills weren't getting paid, obviously there's going to be a massive strain on my relationship with my partner. I'd have no sense of hygiene. I'd be smelling like a fucking stinking dog's ass. I wouldn't be socialising, which means I'd lose all my socialising skills. I'd probably sever friendships because of that. And I'd become recluse. I'd become a person who lives a solitary life and tends to avoid others. I don't fucking want to be that. I'd also have major back problems because I'm fucking lying on it every single day. I'd have no physical exercise. Plus, I'm ordering takeaway foods every day, which means I'm gaining weight. And because of that, I would then become depressed. And because I'm depressed, I would then eat more. And I'd be caught up in that vicious fucking whirlwind of gaining weight, depression, eating more, gaining weight, depression, eating more. Fuck that. The conclusion of that is my house would crumble, my relationship would absolutely fucking fail, and physically I would deteriorate, psychologically I would decline rapidly, My kids would have to fucking grow up quickly to look after themselves because I'm not present physically, mentally, or emotionally. I wouldn't be challenged in my life and I'd be complete and utterly fucked. Stepping outside of your comfort zone challenges you constantly to push through your fears, no matter how big or small they are. Test yourself. See what the fuck you are made of. And if you do that, here are four benefits that you will receive for stepping outside of your comfort zone. Number one, you'll be more productive. Comfort absolutely fucking slaughters productivity. Somebody once said, being comfortable often prohibits us from chasing our dreams. For this segment... The example that I'm going to use is my experience on TV. So if you can imagine, I've just come out from being a raging fucking drug addict for five years and now I've decided to turn my life around. So I start doing live streams on social media. Didn't really think too much of it, just started sharing my journey of self-discovery and sobriety 
And next minute, we get a fucking email. It's from the producers at Māori Television. And they want to have a meeting because they've got a show to pitch with Peel, who, if you don't know who Peel is, fucking do your homework because he's an absolute fucking icon. He's a veteran in the TV industry. He's been around since fucking God was here, I think. Nah, who'd kill me if he heard that? <laughs> I'm sure he was on the table um, at the Last Supper. Nah. <laughs> but anyways, he is the fucking bee's knees of television. Me, a druggie in reform, gets this fucking opportunity to go and have a lunch with Peel and the producer and potentially I could be on a show with him. And I'm thinking, oh my fucking God, what the fuck? You know, there was a lot of things going through my head and I'm thinking, they got the wrong fucking person. Don't they even know who I am and what I've fucking done? But I had my good mate with me, Tarina, love you. And she came with me and we pushed through, I pushed through my fears and fucking went and sat down with them. Oh my God. And I fucking loved him. (laughs) He was amazing. And do you know what? Just side note, when you go and sit down with people, I feel like we wear different hats. I feel like Sometimes if you go to meet, like, the Queen, you would put a different hat on. You'd probably fucking talk a little bit different. If you swear, you'd probably stop swearing um, just for that brief moment. You know, things like that. Anyway, I thought I was going to be like that, and I totally wasn't. I totally just remained who the fuck I was because I'm thinking, if you're going to spend a lot of time around me, Shit, you need to know who the fuck I am and, and the real me. I'm Because I, I can't fucking wear this hat. It's like, the way I think about it, it's like wearing a full face Hannibal Lecter fucking mask every single day when you're in this person's, uh, this particular person's presence. I can't fucking do that, bro. I'm fucking face will be sweating like my ass crack. And I just can't even live life like that. So... Sitting down, and I just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to be myself. Oh, my God, and they loved me. Oh, they loved me, Fano. So, anyway, I got I got the job. Now I'm on TV with Peel. The first fucking episode is with Arisanya. And this old dumb asshole is like, who the fuck is Arisanya? Like, who is that? And even my own brothers were like, fuck, are you fucking joking, Nicola? So if you don't know, he's like the fucking champion for for UFC, for the whole world. And anyway, he's I've got to sit with him on a fucking couch and I've got to sit next to this icon, Peel, you know, and then Mellow Downs is to my left. My son absolutely fucking loved his music and he's the one that kind of showed me his music. And here's this fucking druggie that's just come from a life of prostitution and methamphetamine for the last fucking five years. And I'm sitting rubbing shoulders with these people and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Anyways, there's a lot of things that were going through my head like, you don't deserve this shit. You fucking don't deserve this. You're not worthy of this. And then I started thinking, why the fuck am I here? I just want to be somewhere. This is making me nervous. It's making me uncomfortable and things like that. And anyway, I sat on that fucking couch and I fucking killed it. I fucking nailed it. Every single show, I think we did it in fortnightly increments. Every single fortnight, I showed up. 
no matter how fucking scared I was. To be honest, I at that time, I didn't watch TV. I wasn't watching TV when I was getting cooked as fuck. And I didn't know half the fucking people that were coming on the show. And these are New Zealand fucking celebrities. And I didn't have a bloody clue who they were. I don't watch sports, so I didn't know that I was sitting next to the captain or the coach for the Silver Ferns. I didn't know I was sitting next to All Blacks. I didn't know. I literally had to ask while I was in the the green room out the back, okay, so who is this person and what do they do? And I remember my mate that was coming with me and Leah, she was like, bro, you're fucking joking, right? And that freaked me out. It freaked me out that I didn't know who I was sitting next to. But I kept fucking turning up. I kept turning up. I remember sitting on the couch, TV's fucking filming. And I remember thinking, God, you're fucking dumb, Nicola. You, They're having this conversation. Um, Peel is having conversations with the people I'm sitting on the couch with. And I can't even jump in because I don't know who the fuck they are. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But... I kept turning up every fortnight, no matter how scared I was, no matter how fearful I was, no matter how fucking uncomfortable it was for me to sit there, and I felt like I was sitting there looking like a dumb cunt, I still turned up. And you know what the result was from that? From me constantly pushing myself through my personal boundaries, pushing myself through my fears, constantly persevering and showing up. The result was I became New Zealand's TV personality of the year. This reformed druggie that was now on a mission to find out who the fuck she was, find out what comfort zone is, figure out how she was going to push through her fears. And this was the fucking result. TV personality of the year. Number two on our list is you'll be adaptable to change. Harvard professor once said, if you challenge yourself to do things you normally wouldn't, you can prime your body and your mind to handle changes you normally couldn't. For example, the Let Me Speak campaigns. So I've come up with these campaigns. Uh, We just completed our fifth campaign. And the purpose of these campaigns are what we do is we talk about hard topics. We talk about um, the type of topics that society would prefer to be swept and left under the carpet. These topics range from domestic violence, sexual abuse, child loss, and things like that. Initially, when I first started doing these campaigns, I felt as though we needed to prepare for fucking months and months and months and months. So it was me and my friend, and we would start preparing months in advance just to get things perfect. Once upon a time, when we first started doing these campaigns, I could just, at the drop of a hat, pack up my things, jump in the car, and travel fucking halfway across the country. My children were still with their father, and I just had that freedom to be able to do that. Now that things have changed, and I've got full care of my children. We're only able to do the campaigns in the school holidays when my kids go to their father. So the minute that they're on an airplane and then going up north to spend the the two weeks with their father, boom, that's when I set out with my mate and we smash out the Let Me Speak campaigns. The last term that just happened 
we didn't think that we were going to do a campaign. Seriously didn't. So we didn't even start looking for speakers. We didn't even start preparing or anything like that. Normally we have to prepare, um, you know, the venue or where we're going to hold the campaigns and things like that. Uh, We've got to figure out flights and accommodation and just fucking everything. And we didn't do that. And the reason was is because I was kind of hoping that I was going to be in Australia, to be honest. Um, (laughs) And so I kind of just was relying on that. I thought the process to get to Australia was going to be a hell of a lot easier. And then three weeks before the school holidays, we kind of got the answer that, no, you're not fucking going to Australia because... Uh, if you know my history with Aussie and you know that I tried to go there and there was a mishap with the arrival card and next minute I was in a fucking detention centre over there and got sent home, then you'll know that me trying to enter Australia is just not the easiest thing on the world. So with that being said, we're now three weeks out from the school holidays. My children are going to go to their fathers and I'm thinking, fucking hell, We need to do another campaign. We've got this time now. We need to do another campaign. Although it was frustrating and my comfort and my fear had me believing that it wasn't going to happen because previously we needed months to fucking prepare for our campaigns, my mind was telling me, my mind's telling me no. No, sorry, guys. I I just hate to. My mind's telling me that this is going to be a fucking fail. Anyways... In that three weeks, we managed to do a massive fundraiser to raise the money to be able to do our campaign. We fucking just finished smashing out the Let Me Speak About Addiction campaign last week. And because of that, the feeling and the sense of accomplishment was received by us and also the feeling and just knowing that we are capable of change and time restraints. So those are the lessons that we've got from pushing ourselves out of our personal boundaries and pushing through those fears that this is going to fucking fail, you're not going to be able to pull it off. And because we did that and because... I'm adaptable to change because I step out of my comfort zone. Fucking killed it, mate. Killed it. Number three, you'll become more creative. So just a quick little plug here. On Facebook, I have a private page called Better Living With Nicks. It's separate to any of my public pages. It's a subscription page, so it's extra content and things like that. On one day, I decided to go to a paint and sip class with a couple of friends of mine, and I fucking loved it, and I thought to myself, shit, I could fucking do those painting classes on the Better Living With Nick's page, and kind of encourage people that are watching, that range from all ages, to paint alongside me, I'll set up a little desk, I'll set up my phone on a tripod, facing my canvas, Um, You know, a few days before we're set to do the painting class, I'll put up a list of the colours that they will need, um, how many brushes they may need, and we'll sit down, I'll do a live stream, and everyone can paint alongside me. I encourage them to make themselves a little platter, get yourself some crackers and some fucking cheese and... Lock the kids outside now. <laughs> and pour yourself a fucking wine. 
I'll make yourself a cup of tea if you're not the wine type of gal. Anyways, we started doing it, and I remember when we first started doing these painting classes, a lot of people had never painted in their whole life. Some of them have loved painting, but just haven't had the time because of life and just running a household and work and things like that. So they kind of forgot that passion that they had. A lot of people weren't confident and they didn't think that they had it in them. Well, now we've got a group full of fucking Picassos in our group. (laughs) They're getting more and more creative because they've stepped out of their comfort zone They've either discovered or rekindled this massive passion for painting. And honestly, sometimes I'm like scrolling on my fucking Facebook and I've just see that they've, aside from doing our painting classes, they're just painting on their own. It's their, They've just discovered a new way of self-care. So, and these, you know, these people are painting on the back of a fucking plate on a pot for their fucking plants. They fully have just opened up this whole wide world and have become fucking creative. And that is a benefit from stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things that you normally would never fucking do. Lastly, number four, you'll grow whether you want to grow or not. So taking risks and stepping outside the familiar leads to growth experiences. And my example for this is my relationship with my beautiful partner. When I met him like three and a half years ago, I wasn't even looking, I'm sure we all fucking say that, but honestly, I had just started this new journey for myself. You know, I've come out of a marriage and and then, you know, the five years that I was fucking just cooked out of my head. And then I've decided to change my life and I thought, should I need to fall in love with myself before I go and share myself with anyone else? So I started taking myself on dates and I started really fucking like sourcing new information to pump my brain and for me to grow. I started stepping outside of my comfort zone and doing things I normally wouldn't just so I could fucking have that personal growth. And then I met my partner. And I thought to myself, well, I, you know, I'm not ready for a long-term relationship um, because I'm still trying to fall in love with myself. The other thing I I was scared of was that he was going to take away my independence. And I've come from being in relationships where I solely relied on my significant other And that fucked me up, straight up. And I just didn't want that to happen again. I'm working, and I was just so scared that that was all going to be taken away. I don't know why, but I just was. I also was fearful that it was going to, he was going to take away my personal growth. I was just so scared that he was going to limit me and stop me from being me. But, but, I took a chance I risked not only my life, but the lives of my children, Jordan and Russia. And would you look at that? We packed up our house in Huntley and we moved six and a half hours away to Wellington to be with my partner and his children. Our familiar 
was Huntley. I'd been living there for two fucking years. And I was scared to leave. Even though I'm not even fucking from Huntley. I was so scared to leave. I felt like that fucking house in Huntley was my comfort zone. And I was so scared to leave it. But I wanted to see where this was going to go with my partner. My children loved him. By this time, I fucking loved him. I was still scared, but I wanted to take that risk. So we left. We moved six hours away. And now we have a beautiful home. Geordie and Russia absolutely love it here in Wellington. They love their schooling. They love their friends. They love our family. I'm a stepmom to two beautiful boys. We have a whangai son as well, which means he is our friend's um, son, who and our friend lives all the way up north. He comes and stays with us during the school term, and then he goes to his mum for the for the holidays. And that was just an attempt for him to get out of this small town um, and venture the the rest of New Zealand and and things like that. So we've got him as well. So that's our five kids. I'm currently pregnant with our little girl and I can't fucking wait. I'm rubbing my belly right now because she's actually this week is the size of a turnip. (laughs) That's no cracker. And today... I am the very best version of myself. My comfort zone had me believing that he was going to strip me from being me when the reality was he brought the Optimus Prime version out of me. I would never have known if I had never taken that risk. So with that being said, I'll quickly go over those four benefits of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Number one, you'll be more productive. Number two, you'll be adaptable to change. Number three, you'll become more creative. And number four, you'll grow whether you want to or not. So there we have it. By venturing out, doing the uncomfortable, we receive a range of personal benefits. And these are only four. There's so many more out there waiting for you. Thanks for joining me on this week's podcast and I'll see you right back here next Wednesday on Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nick's.